You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Presented by Lumber Liquidators, Quicken Loans, Home Advisor, and Aero Fasteners. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement, your decor dilemmas, whatever project you'd like to get done to improve your house, your apartment, your condo, your co-op, whatever you call home, whether you're hanging a picture on the wall or putting a new roof on the house, give us a call right now. We'd love to chat about that project. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, or post your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's program, if you love the look of real hardwood, but you don't have the budget to handle it, well, engineered hardwood and engineered bamboo are both great floors that can be a solution. We're going to have details on those projects just ahead. Plus, consumer reports experts have put together a simple guide for homeowners with tips to navigate the rapidly changing world of smart appliances. Daniel Roklowski from Consumer Reports is joining us to explain the smart way to buy smart appliances. Plus, leaking tubs and leaking showers. They can be a real mess to deal with, but many occur because the tub or the shower were never caulked or grouted right to begin with. We're going to give you the how-to on that project to kind of clean them up and stop the leaks. And this hour, we've got a great fun tool to give away. It's the iconic American-made Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun, and it comes with a bunch of staples, so you will have so many projects that you can tackle. And that's a prize worth 50 bucks. Give us a call right now. We're standing by for your calls, your questions. The number is one Money Pit, or you can post your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Walter in Pennsylvania is on the line with a slow-draining tub. Nothing is worse than that. What's going on, Walter? The tub was working fine one day, and then all of a sudden we're taking a shower and the water starts building up. So we let it out. I throw some liquid fire down in there, let it sit overnight like it says, and not, it Nothing happens, and now the tub just slow drains, and it's really nasty. It's tried a liquid plumber. I even bought one of those things where you can stick down in the tub and supposedly pull out anything, which is like a one, a one or two feet long, but nothing seems to be working. It means that wherever the obstruction is, it's uh, too far down the pipe for you to reach. So right. I think you've done everything that you reasonably can do on your own. This line has to be snaked. Now, you know, you could do this yourself if you want to go out and buy a, a plumbing snake and you might want to, they come in different lengths. Uh, you know, I think uh, up to about 25 feet, I would consider a DIY length, or you can hire a drain cleaning company. But clearly the drain has an obstruction in it that is beyond your reach with the okay. products that you've used and with the small, I know what you mean by that very small snake. That's good for cleaning like hair out of drains, but but beyond that, you know, not not so much. 
but you've got to get to that obstruction. The one other thing that you can try, but honestly, I don't think it's going to work in this place. In this case, is I think you've done what you can. But sometimes what I tell folks to try is to take a wet dry vac and uh-huh. to put it over the drain and suck it up. So basically, you're going to pull whatever's in the drain up back into the bathtub. And if there's an obstruction, usually in the trap or right beyond the trap, it can grab it and pull it out. The other risk, though, is it could just jam it in for, you know, further, and now it's worse <laughs> than ever. Or stuck a different one. And, and because you've tried so many things, and, and this has been going on for such a long time, I pretty think it's beyond <laughs> that trick of the trade, but I figured I'd mention it uh, anyway. I'm afraid you're going to need to hire a pro for this one, my friend. Going to have to hire a pro. All righty. That's kind of what I did want to do. wanted to see if I could do it myself. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, but, you know, there's sometimes uh, you've taken it as far as you can. And uh, you're just going to have to turn it over to uh, to the guys that have the tools and the training to get it done. All right. I appreciate your call. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Yeah. Also, there's some finesse to it. You know, it's like you can't yeah, just absolutely. jam the snake down there and you yeah. might cause more damage. Well, that's true because it always feels like you're going to damage it. I've had to snake out plenty of toilets in my day. And, you know, that S-trap that's right built in the bowl, it always feels like it's going to pop out the other side of it, you know, while you're trying to clean that out. So, yeah, you're right. It does take some practice as well. Karen's on the line now dealing with some unwanted visitors. You've got flies? What's going on? I have, I think, what is called cluster flies. I've never heard of them before in my life. I thought they were coming out of the register at the bottom. You know, I have the uh, heat register and the air conditioning register at the bottom um, of the floor. And they seem to be accumulating in my master bedroom. Yep. Now, I called an exterminator, and he says, well, it sounds like you have cluster flies. Are they uh, lethargic? I said, yeah. And they look like a regular house fly. Last fall, I must have killed, I can't even tell you how many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was freaking well, out. Yeah, there's a big population <laughs> of them, and you're chasing after them one, you know, one at a time here. Um, they're called cluster flies, or sometimes you call them attic flies. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty common. It's the kind of thing that if you've tried, uh, you know, just uh, sucking them up with a vacuum and, and that sort of thing, that there's just too many of them. You've got to put the right pesticide down. It's just it's usually a pyrethrin type of a pesticide. And in some states you can buy it over the counter, but I, frankly, I don't recommend it. I think you're probably better off at this point hiring a pro. They know exactly what to put down and exactly the right amounts to make this problem go away. And I think you're just going to frustrate yourself by chasing after it one, one fly at a time. There's too many of them. They got you outnumbered. And I think you need to get the right product down <laughs> to fix it Germany, up. You won like $700. $700? That's a lot of money. This is a That's this is I a thought. listen to me. This is a service call, okay? This is not a uh, this is not we're going to pay for our kids' college on, in one visit kind of a call. <laughs> this is a service call, and it should be charged at a service call rate. Now there are pest control companies out there, and actually, I, I have one in my local town that I actually contracted with where I could have paid, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred bucks for uh, the one service call, or I could have paid like five hundred dollars and, and had them. Uh, do, you know, two treatments a year and be kind of on call for everything else. And, and that was the option that I took because I knew I lived in a very old house on a, on a uh, dirt basement with five separate crawl spaces that, you know, insects love to infest and we don't like to see them upstairs. So uh, I, I did take advantage of that and it worked out quite well for us. I mean, that, that would be a, a reason to maybe pay a little bit more if you're going to get a service contract out of it with some built-in service calls. Yeah. But just, this is just one, this is a one-time thing. It shouldn't be a $700. Why don't you do this? Why don't you go to homeadvisor.com, 
look at the reviews for pest control firms in your area and find one that's highly reviewed. I can guarantee you uh, anybody that charges $700 for a service call is not going to be highly reviewed, and you'll find the best ones for this particular project. Well, he, I asked him if he had a, if it was a contract, because he initially told me 245 for the initial visit and then $45 a month, whether he comes here or not. I'm like, that's a lot. Get out of here. I'm not letting you charge, hit my charge cards for $45 a month, even whether I see you or not. I don't blame you. No, that's now, I don't a lot. think you have the right guy. So, like I said, go to homeadvisor.com, look at the guys that have the best reviews, call one or two of them, and take it from there, okay? All righty. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. What's your how to or decor question? Call us now at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Just ahead, if you love the look of real hardwood but don't have the budget to manage it, engineered hardwood and engineered bamboo floors might be a perfect solution. We'll have details on that project just ahead. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone right now. We'd love to chat about your how to project. The number is 888 666 3974. And 888 Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Hey, if you're looking for some help with whatever it is that you've got going on at your money pit, we are here to lend a hand. But if you're looking for some awesome tools, give us a call as well, because we've got a great prize to give away this hour. We've got up for grabs to one lucky caller or one lucky poster to the money pit, an iconic American-made Arrow T50 heavy-duty staple gun, plus a whole bunch of staples. So you can instantly start tackling so many DIY projects. Now, you're like, what can I do with a staple gun? Um everything. You can upholster <laughs> just about 
anything. Yep. You can make framed things. You can do bulletin boards. You can repair just about anything that needs fastening with an Arrow T50 stapler. It's awesome. It's all chrome steel housing. It's jam resistant, which is so fantastic. It's got a powerful coil spring. You can actually see how many staples you've got in it and all steel working parts. And there's so many things you can do, but I love that arrowfastener.com has a whole section on projects that you can do with your T50 stapler. So if you need some inspiration, it's all there. If you need some help, give us a call for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Courtney in Rhode Island's looking for some gardening tips. What can we do for you? I'm trying to find a spot for my raised garden bed. Um, I'd like to put it behind the house, which is the north side. Um, And I remember last year the spot being full sun, but last week I noticed it was completely shaded. Uh, How can I tell where it was going to, where a good spot will be, you know, when it comes time to plant? Yeah, I think you've just, you've just told yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it depends on how high the sun is in the sky. And right now it's really spring. Right, and it's also a seasonal thing. Yeah, and it's a seasonal thing. So um, it, in order for you to get full sun for the longest period of time, it has to be in a more wide open space with no obstructions. And the north side of the house is generally not the best place to put a garden because it typically is the cooler side of the house. And, and you know, I had a situation when I first moved to my home that was like that, where we had a, a spot that always been used in the garden. And, you know, because we lived there, my family lived there before that, I kind of didn't notice how big the trees had gotten, but I did notice that my garden was getting smaller every year until I was like, duh, I got to move the garden. And once we moved it to a full sun southern spot, the garden production pretty much doubled and then tripled. So... I think uh, that you basically have to get it somewhere else other than the north if you really want to have a long season here. Gotcha. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, if you're looking for a budget-friendly floor option, but you don't have the budget for a solid wood floor, engineered hardwood and engineered bamboo are both really good options. Yeah. Engineered hardwood flooring is made with a real hardwood top layer, and that layer is attached to a structured wood core. And once it's installed, engineered hardwood looks just like solid hardwood, but because there's less hardwood needed, engineered hardwood floors, they cost a lot less. Now, another big benefit for engineered hardwood is that the core structure makes the floor dimensionally stable. That means you've got a lot more options when it comes to the insulation. I mean, it's less likely to be impacted by humidity or temperature change. So you can pretty much use it on every level of the house, including, and this is one thing I really like about this product, you can use it below grade. So if you want to put in a basement floor, you couldn't do that with real hardwood or solid hardwood, but you could do it with engineered hardwood. And I think another great thing is that there are so many options when it comes to the installation of the engineered floors. Now, engineered hardwood and engineered bamboo are available as tongue and groove flooring that you can nail down, glue down, or even just edge glue together to form a floating floor. And if you're looking for an even easier installation, some of the products are available as a quick click floor, which means that the boards just sort of lock together with no adhesive or clamping. And that's perfect for a DIY floating floor application. Now, let me give you a tip. If this is a project you're thinking about doing, it's important to let the product acclimate to the room that it's going to be installed in. So basically, that means you want to pick up the flooring a few days in advance and then leave it in the room that you're going to install it in for about three to five days so it can get used to the temperature and the humidity of that room. And if you're doing the installing yourself, be sure you follow the instructions that are provided by the manufacturer. I mean, the whole process is pretty easy. And it just looks great. It looks great right away. Like there's no delay. You put it down, you're like, wow, did I do that? And it looks fantastic. Yeah. And make sure you follow all the instructions as far as what underlayment is needed, if any. So you've got everything with you ready to go on the day of installation. 
And that's today's flooring tip presented by Lumber Liquidators. With over 90 varieties of engineered hardwood and bamboo in a wide array of styles, textures, and colors, Lumber Liquidator is sure to have the perfect engineered flooring choice for any level of your home. Visit Lumber Liquidator stores nationwide today or online at LumberLiquidators.com. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Now we've got Heather in Tennessee who's dealing with a flooring situation. What happened? Well, my husband and I were, uh, we have a water filter on our uh, countertop and we overfilled it one day and it leaked out onto the hardwood and while we were at work and it's left a six by eight inch um, diameter area of bulking of our hardwood floors. Okay. You can't really see it, um, but you can feel it like when you're walking over it with like socks on, it kind of snags. So I didn't know if there's anything that you could do like a, a DIY project or um, if you have to have the whole floor re-sanded, re-stained. I really don't want to go through all that mess. Well, if the floor is swollen, it's kind of a one-way street. And you're not going to be able to kind of get the toothpaste back in the tube. At this point, if you um, want to try to make it flat and smooth again, you do have to sand it out. Now, it might not be as terrible as a project as you think. You may not have to do the entire floor. You might just be able to uh, do a repair of that particular area. Do you happen to have the stain and the finish that was used on that floor? I don't. I don't. And actually, another reason I'm kind of leery of it is because we got the same man that did our hardwood floors to begin with come back and put hardwood in our bedrooms, and they don't match whatsoever. Um, So I'm kind of really worried. Let me ask you another question. Do you have any extra pieces of that floor anywhere? I don't. Do you have any area of the floor that's less noticeable, like in a closet or a pantry? Um, yeah. Okay. You know, here's a solution for you. A good carpenter can do this. You can basically cut out some of the floor that's in the lesser visible area, cut out enough of it to be able to use to repair the area in your kitchen. Then you could cut out the bad boards, throw those away, and then insert the boards that you uh, salvaged from the closet area. And then go ahead and repair that closet area with whatever is handy or whatever new you can purchase and stain it to get as close as you can and because it's inside the closet no one will probably ever know that be the wiser for it yet you'll have some boards that match exactly the damaged boards in the kitchen in order to repair that spot how about that well, that sounds a whole lot better than than resanding everything so. well good luck with that project thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit jim in missouri's up next and he's got an issue with the foundation in fact Perhaps the room's even broken off. What is going on over there? Well, I'm falling apart. <laughs> okay. Holy moly. Uh, I have a front bedroom that goes up to the hall in a bathroom, and it seems to want to leave the rest of the house. It's a slab, 1,300-square-feet house. Uh, it's pulling away from the rest of the house. And where is the split itself? It would be between the... Uh, bedroom and bathroom, and probably, I don't know for sure, but it probably goes underneath the hallway. And do you sense that this is an active problem, that the cracks have gotten wider? Uh, Yeah, uh, eventually, I mean, originally, some uh, split on the other side of the wall from the bedroom. Okay. And it cracked along from uh, outside, across, under the tub, into the bathroom, and I don't know if it went any further than the vanity or not. 
All right. So listen, I, I they, think that this is a case. they repaired that. Well, how did they repair it? Did they just seal it? I mean, or did they do some uh, sort of structural repair? Just put in, uh, they sealed it and then put in more grout to cover up. Yeah, the... that, that's not a structural repair. That's a cosmetic repair. Uh, Jim, I, I, I hate to tell you this, but you really need to talk to a structural engineer because this sounds like it's potentially serious. It's ongoing now, and you're seeing old repairs, you know, basically break apart, which means it's moving. So you need to have an engineer look at this and figure out what's moving, how how you know quickly it's moving, and what we need to do to to stop it from moving, and design a repair to do just that. And then once you have the design, you can have it fixed. But the contractor now is going to follow the engineer's design, not their own sort of speculative way to fix this. And then once the contractor completes the repair, you can have the engineer reinspect it and kind of give you a, a letter that says it was done correctly. And that's the best way to not only get it fixed, but make sure you're protecting the house uh, for a future sale so it doesn't become an issue at that point. Well, that's what I'm going to do is sell the house. And I, I, I know I heard your program all a few weeks back on this, but uh, I was in the car and I couldn't <laughs> do anything about it. I do think that, you know, a lot of times we see cracks in, in these slabs, but what you're describing is potentially serious. So I definitely would recommend that you have a structural engineer take a look at it first and then take it from there. James, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Up next, Daniel Roklowski. He's the appliance expert for Consumer Reports, and he's joining us with tips on how you can navigate the expanding role of smart appliances in your home after this. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. 
And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, within the next two years, most major appliance makers will be offering extensive lineups of smart appliances. That means you'll soon be able to start a load of laundry from your phone while you're at work or ask Google Assistant to preheat the oven or automatically reorder dish detergent from Amazon when your dishwasher detects it's running low. Well, while more and more appliances are going to feature that connectivity, it can also be hard to tell which ones work with Alexa, Google Assistant, Nest, and whatever platform is to come next, let alone what these integrations actually do. So to help, the folks at Consumer Reports have put together a simple guide for homeowners with tips to navigate the rapidly changing world of smart appliances. With us to talk about that is the guide's author, Daniel Roklowski. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a great topic. I mean, I think folks uh, naturally get very frustrated with trying to figure out how all this smart tech can work together. It's bad enough just to kind of get, you know, your device of choice to work. But now we're talking about integrating with a wide range of appliances that are going to keep coming on the market here over the next several years. It's a bit of an arms race to kind of keep up with all this from the manufacturer's perspective, but it doesn't help the consumers much because they got to keep learning at the same pace. Yeah, that's that's very true. It is uh, definitely a very tricky market, especially when it comes to these connected appliances. It can be really tough to know which appliances work with Alexa or, or Google Assistant or what have you, but even just to know that they're connected in the first place. I mean, they're, they're already appliances likely in some consumers' homes that they're not even aware that they have this functionality. Now, that's interesting. I mean, do you think that's lack of education on the consumer's part or lack of information from the actual manufacturer in getting this new, cool, high-tech stuff to the owner? I I think it really is a a lack of information and of just proper messaging from the manufacturers. I mean, they just, they, they don't, really market this stuff. I mean, they're they're starting to now. It's definitely changing. But um, if you look at smart appliances from just maybe, let's say, two years ago, um, you wouldn't really know it. They might have something in the manuals. But I mean, in in all honesty, you know, how many people actually bother to look in their appliance (laughs) manuals? So it's it's just really tough um, to know. So short of, you know, Googling the model number of your appliance, it's really tough to figure out if they have these abilities and if so, what they do. Now, I think the other thing that we're seeing a lot of right now, and it's bad now, it's going to get a lot worse in the future, is is what I term app fatigue. Every one of these smart products that comes out has its own app and then claims to work with three or four other major platforms. And so, you know, we end up with dozens of apps controlling uh, potentially dozens of different things, and sometimes they don't all play well together. Do you think we're going to see any kind of a of a reorganization of, of that sort of infrastructure so it becomes easier for consumers to manage these smart appliances? Yeah, it's it's an interesting problem that you, you bring up. And I, I don't think um, a lot of people have really looked into that and tried to figure out a way around it. But I do know of uh, one particular group that's kind of trying to uh, come up with a solution, and that's the, it's called the Open Connectivity Foundation, and it's basically just an industry group of all these different appliance makers. Um, I believe they count um, Hire and GE and Samsung and LG and uh, a bunch of these these big uh, appliance makers, and what they're trying to do is create a open standard where you could have one app 
say, from GE or Samsung, and it's able to at least recognize and give you basic control over appliances made by another um, appliance maker. And that's, that, that's a pretty big deal, but it's still in its very early stages, and I think it'll be at least a, a year or two until we start to see that materialize. Um, so it, it is definitely um, something that manufacturers are at least aware of. I mean, you know, it, we don't live in a world where everyone buys all LG or all Samsung appliances as much as they wish we would. Um, so they are they are working on on a solution, but it'll it'll take some time to see how that really plays out. You are listening to the Money Pit. We're chatting with Daniel Roklowski, and he's the appliance editor with Consumer Reports. Now, Daniel, with all of this sort of new things that are going on with these smart appliances, how are you helping everybody to really navigate these waters? For starters, over at Consumer Reports, we put together this very handy and extensive guide. Uh, that breaks down by appliance maker what integrations are available for the appliances that they make, um, whether that's Alexa or Google Assistant or Nest or Amazon Dash. We're really trying to make it clear that these are the integrations that your washer that you're looking at in the store might have. All right. Well, that sounds like a good first step, but any sort of words of warning? Because I, I suspect that as much hard work as you guys put into putting this guide together, it's probably going to be out of date and somewhat obsolete in six months. So how do we stay on top of this moving forward? What should consumers be asking themselves or asking their appliance retailer before they make a purchase if they expect to take advantage of some of these features and benefits that smart technology brings? We do plan to update this guide as new integrations are announced and, and change. Um, but when when consumers are shopping for a new appliance, if, if this is something they want, they really need to be upfront with the salesperson and say, you know, look, I, I want an appliance that works with Alexa or Google Assistant. And if they're knowledgeable, they should be able to point you in the right direction and if they're not, might want to, you know, try a different salesperson or a different store or even just do some research on your own. You know, in many cases, if you even just Google the model number of one of these appliances, you'll be able to get a good idea of what features it has and, and doesn't have. Daniel Roklowski, the appliance editor for Consumer Reports. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit Check out the Consumer Reports Guide for Homeowners with Tips to Help Navigate the Ever-Changing World of Smart Appliances that is online and on newsstands now. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. All right, Daniel, thank you so much. Hey, just ahead, leaking tubs and showers can be a real mess to deal with, but many occur because the tub or shower simply wasn't caulked or grouted the correct way to begin with. We're going to tell you how to wipe the slate clean and stop the leaks in today's Building with Confidence tip presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Money 
home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And whether you're buying, selling, or just enjoying your home, we are here for you every step of the way. Call in your home improvement or decor question right now to 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. Diane in Minnesota has got a steamy bathroom. Tell us what's going on. Yes, the exhaust fan. It just does not seem to uh, take the steam out of the bathroom at all. It just doesn't work. Well, where is the exhaust fan mounted? It's on the ceiling and goes into an attic. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's in the ceiling. Um, I just live in an apartment, so I'm not exactly sure where it goes. But uh, Okay, well, see, that would be a good place to start <laughs> because you want to make sure when you turn on an exhaust fan that you can see it actually exhaust somewhere. And generally, it's going to be a vent outside the building somewhere, and you can turn on the exhaust fan and see that vent open. So you need to figure out, or if it's an apartment, you need to have a super figure out where it's exhausting because it could be obstructed, it could be crushed, it could be blocked, it could be terminated. There could be a lot of things wrong with it. And the other thing that you might want to think about, and, and you may or may not want to do this because it's an apartment and not a condominium that you own, but there's a different type of exhaust fan uh, that's out now. Brone and Newtone make it, same company. It's called Ultra. And what's cool about it is it has a moisture-sensing switch built into it, a humidistat, so it runs whenever the room gets moist. So you can kind of set it and forget it, and you take a shower, it'll just stay on until all the moisture is evacuated out of the room and then go off again. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right, Diane. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you've ever had a tub or shower leak, you may know that these can be somewhat tricky to diagnose and fix. And the reason is that they're inconsistent. I mean, sometimes they leak and sometimes they don't. But the reason for this inconsistency is consistent. And that's because tubs and showers leak because of very small gaps that develop in the grout of the tile walls or in the caulk seam that's around the lip of the tub. It's always in one of those two places. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're finding it in the walls, what's happening is that as the water hits your body, it splashes back against the wall and then lands in all those little gaps between the tile where the grout maybe has fallen out. So to fix this, all you need to do is re-grout the walls. And that's a very simple DIY project. Now, for the tub, caulk will tend to separate from either the top edge of the tub or the bottom edge of the tile, and that lets water get behind those seams. The solution is to remove all the old caulk and then fill up the tub with water to kind of weigh it down, much the same way it gets pulled down when you step in it. Now, once it's filled, you can recaulk the tub and then let it dry and then drain the water. As the tub comes back up, it's going to compress that caulk and it will not pull out again. And that's today's Building with Confidence tip brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's completely online, reduces annoying and time-consuming paperwork, and gives you a real, accurate, and personalized mortgage solution based on your unique financial situation. No hidden fees or hassles. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. John, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have the rain spot in my house in two different areas that when it rains, the water goes behind the rain spout against the soft or the fascia against the house and comes in between the rain spout and the house. Huh. Some A lot of the water does go down the rain spout, but some goes behind the rain spout. And um, I'm afraid it may drip onto the wood and start rotting the wood. And I don't 
know how I can fix that from occurring. So it sounds to me like the gutter is becoming over overflowed, is overwhelmed, and so the water's backing up over the back edge of the of the trough of the gutter. Um, I don't think that's the case. It's not overflowing, but somehow the water is being carried away. But yet there's still some water making it to your point behind the rain spot towards the house. And I know it's not an overflow situation. And I had a new roof put on about two years ago. So, All right, so typically when, when gutters are installed by roofers, uh, the downspout is a three-inch downspout or a four-inch downspout, and it's pierced through the gutter body down into it. And the, the hole that is actually created there is a fairly small opening. What we usually recommend is to use an, a larger downspout, one that's a six-inch downspout because it has less restrictions. And this way okay. more water can fall into it. I suspect, however, that uh, joint between the downspout and the gutter was made, it's allowing for this to occur. So, you know, the simple thing to do is to get a ladder and get up there and take a good hard look at it, grab a hose, run some water down the roof, watch if you can see exactly what's happening in that space and what's letting the water get, get behind it. But I suspect that, that the connection between the downspout and the gutter is not done correctly. You could try to fix that and you could try to seal it. You know, maybe you have to mechanically take it apart and you know bend or rivet or something in to get it where it needs to be and then seal the whole thing with silicone caulk. Uh, or if that doesn't work, you might want to try to switch it out to a larger downspout. And that will have less tendency to, to hold any of the water back, and will, you know, gravity will take over, and that'll be that. That, that sounds like a solution to me. Yeah, I, yeah that sounds like a, a good idea to get some silicone in there, too. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, if your dog loves the mud, which my dog does, setting up a dog wash station is a great way to make sure that only the dog makes it back into your house. We'll have tips to help you build your own next. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Post your home improvement question on the Money Pit's community page right now or call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. All right, and you've got two of us here right now who can help you out. You can post a question on moneypit.com, which is exactly what Zach did in Atlanta, who writes, I have several small chips on the edge of my granite kitchen counter. Is it okay to buy a DIY kit to fix this, or should I go ahead and hire a pro? You know, it's tempting to buy an over-the-counter chip repair kit to fix granite, but those kits are not to be compared with the work of a granite repair pro. I, I think the key difference is, Leslie, that the kits use a, a thick sort of paint-like material to fill in that chip, and the pros actually use real granite. I mean, I've seen these guys actually rebuild 
the damaged portion of the countertop and, and make it match perfectly so you absolutely cannot see it. And then it really is a very, very permanent repair. So it's the kind of thing where you get what you pay for. Hiring the pros is going to be a lot more expensive, but in the long run, it's definitely the best way to fix any kind of defect in your granite top. Yeah, and Zach, remember that a natural surface countertop does require regular maintenance. That's sealing, that's properly cleaning. So you have to make sure that you take that on so that it'll last for the long haul. Well, when you head out to walk your dog on a rainy day, does your dog seem to take a beeline to like every single puddle or mud hole he can find? If that sounds like your dog and he loves the dirt, you might be a perfect candidate to build a do-it-yourself dog wash station. Leslie has tips on just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. You get a dirty mutt, don't you? Oh, my goodness. Sherman, I, I can't even explain that on the sunniest dry day, this dog goes out into the yard and somehow ends up covered in dirt and mud. I swear to you, he is like tunneling out under my fence. I have no idea how he does it. <laughs> but he really is just a messy dog. And you know what? All dogs truly seem to have a way of finding the muddiest puddles. and They just want to jump in them and the biggest piles of snow to play in and the dirtiest variety of things that they will happily roll around in. And, you know, you don't want them to bring all that grossness, the dirt, the grime and all the dampness back into your house when they're ready to come inside. Because what happens is they get all filthy and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm done. Let's go back in the house. So... You know, when the dog's all excited like that, do you really want to grab them and bring them into the house and put them in the tub? You don't because you're just going to make a big mess. So that's why a conveniently placed home dog wash station truly comes in very handy. Now, dog washes, they're kind of like rectangular shower stalls with a spray hose and nearby shelving. So you can just clean off your boots, hands, and beloved family pet after you come in from your messy adventure. Now, they're most useful when you can build them into your mudroom or if you don't have a mudroom, somewhere near your most used exterior door, whether that's the front, the back, the kitchen. You can store towels and dog shampoo nearby. You can quickly and easily wash and dry that pooch before they bound off into your nice clean carpet and furniture because that's what they love. They love to be covered in mud and then jump right on your new couch. Not that that's <laughs> happened, but they love that. So Really, it's a great idea to have one. Plus, you know what? This home dog wash station is a great place to just take off all those muddy and snowy boots and not even think about trekking them into the house. It's such a great thing to have. Are we talking about me with those muddy boots? Maybe. <laughs> Dragging them into your house. Hey, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Thank you so much for spending today with us. We hope we've given you some tips, some advice, some ideas to get projects done around your house. It is the spring season. It's the time we love to get outside and clean our houses from the outside, clean them from the inside, expand our outdoor living spaces, and all of those sorts of fun things you get done when the weather warms up. We will be here for you if you got questions. You can always reach us at 888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. 
New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.